Hi, this is Amber, and you're listening to Amber on Podcast. Hi, hello, and welcome to episode number 56 of Amber on Podcast. Thank you for joining me. If you haven't yet, please take a moment to subscribe to the show for a weekly dose of valuable solutions and tools to help you lead a more joyful, more informed, and more meaningful life. Every Thursday, I release a new episode that is aimed at doing more good, and I would love to have you join me. Today, we are focusing on learning about ourselves and what it means to be self-aware and how to know if you have achieved self-awareness. Also, in today's episode, we will uncover the two guaranteed paths to finding your passion and how to shut out the noise in your life and discover who you are and what you truly want. Today is all about you, dear listeners, and I am pleased to introduce you to a new friend that will indeed have a positive influence on you. A former monk who is now on a mission to share wisdom and tools with the world so that people can live out their potential. So let's start learning and let's start the show. For three years, Jay Shetty traveled around India, Europe, and England, living as a monk, studying, meditating, and building food and shelter programs for those in need. For three straight years, half of his day was spent on personal growth and the other half on helping others. Jay shadowed some of the most well-known monks from day to night. He woke up at 2 a.m. to meditate every day. Then they would study and analyze ancient texts. Then it was on to collective meditation at 4 a.m. and personal meditation at 6 a.m. Jay practiced exactly the way the monks did so he could find out for himself if it actually worked. If leading the life of a monk could in fact lead to enlightenment, tranquility, and grace. Then, after three years of practicing as a monk, Jay took the tools, concepts, and principles that he learned from being a monk and brought them to the mainstream. Now, Jay has made it his mission to share the wisdom he learned from being a monk with the world so that we can all benefit from these tools and principles. After he left monk life, Jay spent nine months getting 
re-acclimated into the world and figuring out what he wanted to do next. He saw his friends and society at large working and stressing about working. So he decided to start there at work in corporations and speaking to businesses about his life as a monk, the impact this wisdom has had on his life, and how corporations can use this wisdom for their employees. Jay has done work for the Huffington Post, Google, Facebook, Microsoft, and has even appeared on Ellen. Jay really rose in 2016 at the launch of his own viral video agency. And now Jay is focused on transforming the entertainment industry so that it becomes educational while still being entertaining. Jay knows most people are not going to become a monk or seek out this wisdom on their own. You have to meet people where they are. His idea is if you want to get your message across and the people are on Netflix, then you need to be on Netflix too. Jay's goal is to use media to excite, elevate, and enlighten people instead of what the traditional media usually does, which is create fear and division. Jay's mission is pure, and it is very much aligned with the mission of this show. He is driven by his desire to share what he has learned with as many people as possible. The whole reason why he decided to leave the monastery and re-engage with the world is so that he could learn the tools and techniques to allow knowledge to spread as fast as entertainment. Jay has over 2.5 million followers globally, along with a great podcast and YouTube channel. Today, we are discussing the top three lessons from Jay's interview on impact theory. Number one has to do with finding your passion or your purpose in life. Most of us can't see ourselves in other people, so we try to fit ourselves into the boxes that we do see. You can't be what you can't see, and Jay says that that is the biggest challenge for our society. We aren't exposed to enough variety. We are surrounded by people who are like us and who like the same things as us. Of course, social media only solidifies this further by showing you more of what you like and recommending things based on what you have already chosen or clicked on. And we are spending hours a day on social media. In order to decide what and who you want to be, first you have to observe that person. You have to be able to see them for who they are. You need exposure. Next, you need to have focus. You have to be able to have the time to really focus on this person and figure out for yourself what kind of person they are and what kind of result they are getting out of their life. So let's break this down with an example. 
In Jay's case, he first had to observe a monk. Uh, For him, this happened when he was 18 years old and he saw a monk speak and it changed him from then on. He decided he wanted to become a monk. The monk that Jay saw speak looked far happier than anyone else that Jay had seen in his life up until that point. He was happier than his teachers. He was happier than his friends and seemed happier than his parents. And Jay was determined to find this happiness for himself. Jay was able to observe the monk and understand who he was and what he was all about. You have to remember, you cannot become what we cannot see. Next, Jay had to focus on the monk, studying and understanding the steps it takes to become a monk, what monk life looks like on a day-to-day basis, and whether or not this is something that Jay is still interested in even doing. In this in this phase, this is the phase where you get as close to the process of that individual and then decide yes or no, is this for me? But first, you must focus on the process of becoming that person because that is what you will be doing for the next 5, 10, 15 years, day in and day out. You need to make sure you're okay with this. And lastly, you must shadow. You want to literally be in the exact same circumstances. So in Jay's case, he went to live at the monastery and shadowed the monks, doing everything that they did. Now, from a monk's perspective, the greatest power is to be self-controlled, to be able to train the mind and energy to be able to focus it exactly where you want it and when you want it to be, to be completely detached and undeterred from external ups and downs, to be able to navigate anything without being too excited in pleasure or being too depressed in pain. Jay had older friends, and he didn't see fulfillment and meaning and purpose in their lives. They were five or ten years older than him, and he didn't want their life. He wanted more. So that is the advice that Jay gives. It's fast forward from where you are now to 10 to 15 years in the future. And ask yourself the question, is this where I want to be? If the answer is no, then you're on the wrong path. The wrong path may be in your job or at your company, in your relationships. You have to surround yourself with the people you want to be like. So if you're surrounding yourself with the same people, you can expect the same outcome. For Jay, he answered no and saw that the path his parents and his university and society was carving out for him was not the path he wanted to be on. So he found a new path. Number two on our list are Jay's three elements of an ideal life. Jay has three elements that he believes will make your life 
ideal. Number one is element. Everyone has an element that they thrive in. If you take them out of their element, they will not be the same. Michael Jordan did not thrive in his baseball career because he was not in his element. Number two is environment, as in the environment around you. Everyone needs an environment in which you thrive, but the thing is that you have to create it. Your boss is never going to ask you, hey, what environment do you thrive in? It's up to you to figure out what environment suits you best and make sure you're in that environment regularly. Number three is energy. Some of us love high energy environments, high pressure, and some of us succeed in low energy environments with low pressure. Figuring out your energy and the frequency you operate on will help you flourish. The biggest thing to remember and take away from this is to, at all times, be aware of the three E's. Just be conscious of them. Are you out of alignment in your element, environment, or energy? And how is that impacting you? Also, once you know what your three E's are, do things that set you up for success. Make sure you aren't out of your element right before a job interview or changing your energy before an important conversation. Self-awareness is the ultimate goal here, and the first thing you have to understand is a concept that Daniel Kahneman wrote about in his book, Thinking Fast and Slow. If you reject this concept or overlook it or dismiss it, there is no way self-awareness will happen for you. You have to know about System 1 and System 2. When it comes to our minds, system one is your initial default reaction in the moment. When someone says something that hurts your ego and you start defending yourself out of habit, system one is the child and the child is impatient and reactive. System one is your initial response. Well, System two is more of the parent, looks more at the long term, takes into account the bigger picture, and can see what is better in the long run and how future you will benefit from the actions you are taking now. While system one is impulsive and lazy, system two is refined and calculated. Jay says that that most of us don't even know what we are listening to. Just understanding what that is is a major win. Understanding what system one and system two are in your brain and how your mind is working. Now you can differentiate between what you're hearing so you can make better decisions. Which brings us to number three on our list of lessons from Jay. That is how to learn to shut out the noise in life. Expectations from your parents and society and your partner, all are noise that drown out your ability to understand your mind and your intelligence. There's a lot of insecurity and a lack of self-awareness, a lack of understanding of who we are and what our potential is. 
The noise from outside makes us want to fit into a container. And that stops us from differentiating between our voice and the noise. Over time, that noise gets so loud and nonstop that we no longer notice it as noise. The noise becomes your voice. The noise becomes what you think you're saying. Jay says that if you want to know what has been lost in the noise, ask yourself, what advice would I give my younger self? The answers are the stuff that we regret, that we wished we were doing. That's the stuff that has been lost in the noise. You have to find ways to block out the noise and find yourself and your self-awareness. Another way to block out the noise and see results relatively quickly is to delete the social media apps off of your phone. For me, this was life-changing. It took about two weeks for me to really notice a difference, but the difference is substantial. I feel less anxious and more focused and happier. Strangely enough, I'm more fulfilled in my life by not constantly checking my phone. The key is deleting the apps from your phone and only visiting the sites on your desktop. You will find that the convenience your phone provides is what's driving your social media use. Again, you will find that the convenience your phone provides is what is driving your social media use. The harder it is for you to get to your Instagram account, the less you will use it, the less noise you will have in your life. Our last lesson from Jay involves finding your purpose. Jay says that there are two guaranteed paths to finding your purpose. Path number one is finding the intersection of four areas. Number one, what am I good at? Number two, what do I love? Number three, what does the world need? And number four, how do I get paid for it? Those four help you unlock your passion. When you find the intersection of these four things, you will make your passion your purpose. It's about finding your skill set and engaging in it to help other people and to become better at it. So you are becoming better at what you are good at, and you're using it to help other people because you are aware of what you are good at and what knowledge you have and what skills you have. Then there is path number two, which is you just starting to serve and help people and start to notice what you enjoy about that and what you are good at helping people with. Jay calls this the Gandhi method because Gandhi said, you find yourself when you lose yourself in the service of others. That is a message that can help us all do more good for more people most of the time. Thank you so much for listening and taking the time to learn how to be more self-aware and find your passion and be the change you want to see in the world. There is no better role model than Jay Shetty, and I am pleased to share his message of wisdom and purpose to help you 
lead a more meaningful life, and live up to your potential. Thank you for listening, and thank you for being you. I will link Jay's YouTube channel and his interview on impact theory in the show notes at mytalkingdollars.com. If you haven't yet, please go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another conversation about living your best life and doing more good. Thank you. Love you. Bye.